0: nobody show up I hope not I mean but I've heard about it happening right I've heard of it I've heard of people planning things and and uh, it's kind of a kind of a sad thing right you make all of these plans you fix a bunch of food you get everything out and the invites have gone out and all this and that and all of a sudden uh, you know seven o'clock eight o'clock nine o'clock you know and there's nobody here and all the food's getting cold and you know just uh, nothing's going on and nobody shows up I don't know if you've ever had it happen or if you've known if somebody had that happen, and uh, I think there'd be a, a little bit of a mixed emotions going on, right? Maybe a, a progression of emotions from being kind of uh, bewildered to maybe sad to finally mad, right? It's like, now what are we going to do with all this food? And of course, the dog's sit there going, I know what to do, you know, licking their chops, and Andy would be up there right there helping you with that. It'd be you and Andy, Brother Jim, eating all of that food, and... uh you know, the empty seats, maybe they tell you something, right? Maybe they tell you that your friends aren't your friends, right? maybe there's a miscommunication or something like that. And uh, maybe the relationship you found out is one-sided. And, uh, maybe obviously it's possible whoever was invited, maybe they just found something that they believed was better to go to instead of, uh, instead of your big event. And, uh, We've, we're coming here to chapter 22 to another parable that Jesus is going to give us tonight. Another parable that he's going to present to the religious leaders of his day. To the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, the priests and, the, and, the, and all of those of the, religious, of the religious rulers of Israel. He's presenting this parable that Brother Jim read to us. And it's a parable of a wedding. It's a wedding. And if you notice in verse 1, it says, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. Now there's one thing you've got to notice here that will help you understand the rest of this parable, which is number one, he said in the parable, The kingdom of heaven. He didn't say the church. The church in the kingdom of heaven is, or the kingdom of God, those are interchangeable terms in the New Testament. They mean, I, I believe they mean the same thing. I don't, I don't believe there's some future thing going on here. Because if you look at the context, it's, just, it's exactly the same, same thing going on in a different, in a, in a different uh, gospel. And one says the kingdom of heaven, one says the kingdom of God, it's the same thing. But they're not the church. The church and the kingdom, as we know, are two different things, right? The church is local and visible. The, 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 the kingdom is invisible and universal. Right, the kingdom is made up of Jesus said. Uh, you know, they, they asked for you know where the kingdom, and he said it's not doesn't come by observation. Right, he says the kingdom is within you. It's within you. It is invisible. It is the. It is. I've said it this way. It is Well, I've I've learned this saying. It's a great. It's a great definition. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in the hearts of willing subjects. The kingdom of God is the rule of God. In the hearts of willing subjects, you and I—what do we do? We came to the Lord Jesus Christ willingly, willingly, and we have asked Him—not only, you know, presented ourselves to Him and and uh, asked for the salvation—but we have came came to Him and to allow Him to rule our life, right? And so, so Jesus opens up by saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king." He's not talking about the church here. And so you see here there is an upcoming marriage he said it 's like unto uh, a certain king which made a marriage for his son and Now, if you 've noticed this in life i don 't know if you 've seen this, but I think it bears out to be pretty true that marriages are really one of the bigger or the one of the biggest social events that we have in our life that we go to or that some of us were a part of, right? It was a pretty big social event. It's a pretty big uh, a milestone in people's lives. It's a pretty big milestone in their lives when it's their wedding, when it's their children's wedding, when it's their grandchildren's wedding. It's a pretty big event and why? it's a pretty important event. So if you get a, an invitation to a wedding, by and large, it's a pretty pretty important thing. It says something also about the person who's sending in the invite, what they think about you. Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times it's among family and things like that. And and probably your neighbor down the street, if you've never talked to him, you're not going to get an invite to the wedding of their great-great-grandniece on their sister's side. You know, you're probably not going to get that invite, right? And uh, so this wedding is a pretty big thing, Jesus is is bringing here in this parable. I noticed this also about weddings. I I, I know, it might be, I don't think it's a stretch, but I've noticed that that weddings are not an event that most people do alone. Now, you might run to Vegas, or to Graceland, right, in a lope, right? Or you go to Vegas, and the Elvis impersonator is at Vegas, or you can go to Graceland, and... Have the uh, I don't know the Elvis impersonator there too. He's he's all over the place, right now. Okay, I get it. Some people elope and they might they might have one or two people, but still, it's not something that you do. Nece- usually, it's not something uh, a very alone event. It, even 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 if you say, well, this is a quiet family thing, there's generally still people that have been invited to come out, right? And so here is what Jesus is presenting is a wedding. A son was going to marry. A bride. Here you see this. Uh, verse 3. And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. That, uh, uh, and they would not come. But notice up again in verse 2. Uh, Which made a marriage for his son. Alright. So in, the, in, the, in these, this culture of the day. Right. The, the, the family would put on the wedding. Right. They'd put on a big wedding feast. There would be all sorts of free food. This is wonderful. Everything would be provided, right? And we see here in our wedding, it's not just the wedding of anybody. Watch, this is the wedding of a prince. This is the wedding of a prince. Do you know, it it, it was said that the the wedding of Prince Charles and Diana, with inflation, including inflation, cost 135 million dollars. $135 $135 million in today's in today's money. You know how many people watch the wedding of of, of uh, what's that guy's name? Charles and Diana? You know how many people watch it? 750 million. Watch that. You know how many watched the wedding of their son and Kate Middleton? A uh, meager 17.6 million. Yeah, he could not garner the attention his dad got, right? And uh and so, no, uh, look, look, the wedding. This is the wedding of a, of a prince, right? This is a the Prince Charles was was the wedding of of a of a man who was heir to the throne, who is now on the throne. It took him a long time, but he's there, right? And uh, and so, I mean, this is a pretty big event. This isn't just like a, a wedding, right, in Highlandville or in Hooten right, or in somewhere, right? This is a big deal. You get an invitation to this wedding. Bubba, you're going. I mean, just think of the food. I just can't imagine what kind of food was there. Now, if this was a a cultural wedding, I'm sure it had a lot of Mediterranean food I wouldn't have cared for, and I'm sure there was nothing wrapped in bacon there. But anyway, there was a lot of food, okay? A lot of food. And uh, notice the invitation that went out in verses 4 and 5 here. And so it's the, it's the wedding of a prince. The king's family is putting it on. Ver, uh, verse 3, he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And wow, they would not call. They would not come. So now there was obviously a group of people that had already been uh, told that this wedding was coming. And an invitation had gone out. Uh, uh, for this wedding, invitations. We've had we. I, I've paid for three weddings. Lots of invitations, lots of <laughs> invitations. Because you know what invitations mean. Come on, not only the uh, the the presence of someone at your wedding, but presence. Presents. That's right, <laughs> presence. And uh, you know we say great, bring them because you know. Uh, the, uh, the, it's getting cut off here pretty soon, you're right, the spigot's being cut off, so somebody else better take care of you if you haven't figured out how to do it yourself, right? And so they sent out all of these invitations, 400, 500 invitations, right? I mean, just, it's crazy. I don't know how many were sent out. Do you know how many were sent out? 200 for each girl. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, somebody, I know, somebody had to write them all out and Somebody paid for them. Boy, those are expensive. But anyway, no, the, the, the invitation has gone out, right? Everything was made ready, Jesus says in this parable. It was time to let all of those that were invited to let them know, okay, it's time. Now, this is kind of a little bit of a cultural thing as well that's going on in Jesus' day. Now, we might see it here in our day. I know what it's like. Uh, Sherry sends out the invitation to me. Supper uh, is on. Right? I am making supper and uh, I'm doing my thing wherever it is, working away. And you know how it goes. She comes and calls early because she knows I won't come in time because I'm busy usually. I'm busy. So by the time I get, if I ever come, on time, and I'm like, I'm ready, and she's like, oh, it's not ready yet, <laughs> you know, you're here too early, I didn't expect you to actually come when I called, right, and, but, the, but this is what happens, right, everything, an invitation goes out, the thing is prepared, and then the final invitation is this, it's on, you better come, it's on the table, right, how many, how many, have, how many have been there, right, Brother Neil? uh-oh, okay, you don't get called for supper, do you, okay, okay. Jana's gonna have to get on the ball or something over there, and since anyway, I don't know, somebody's gonna have to. So the invitation's gone out. I'm gonna get sidetracked here. I gotta be careful. Right. Invitation's gone out. In this culture, it was very normal. It was very normal for a set of quote invitations to go out ahead of time, right? When everything was ready, they didn't have text messages, they didn't have uh, cell phones, they didn't have telephones, and uh, when it was all ready, the, the person would send all of their servants out, out into the village, out into the town, tell them, okay, it's ready, you can come in now. And they'd come, and they'd start showing up at the wedding feast, right? There wasn't really specific times given, because they weren't really, they didn't have, you know, contrary to popular belief of the Flintstones, they did not have... Uh, you know, uh, the uh, sundials on their wrists. to you know what time it was, right? And, uh, and it was a general calling. We're going to have it today. Here it is. But you don't know exactly what the hour is. But when it's time, my servants are going to call you in. And uh, so this is where we are. The invitation, verses 4 and 5. Notice the first rejection in verse 3. They would not come. No, they knew there was a wedding. They knew they were invited they just didn't want to come. I mean, I, I don't know. If, th- this seems absolutely uh, crazy to me that if Prince, uh, if if the the Queen of England was putting on the wedding like they did, and I got an invitation to go, meh. Right? I mean, think about it. Say they paid your plane trip. I'd be like, man, I'm there. Could you imagine the food? Although British food's kind of scary too. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean no I mean don't miss the gravity of what Jesus is building here in this parable. This is a huge thing that people are going, huh, eh, whatever. Right? No, they're still doing it. The world is still doing it. The invitation has gone out. It has been going out since the beginning of time. And all of humanity is still going, Whatever, I'm busy. I'm busy. You see that second rejection there? Look at verse 5. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, you got the invitation. You get to go to, I don't know, Donald Trump's one of his kids' wedding. You got the invitation. And you're like, yeah. I think I'm going to go readjust the hay in the barn. I know it's all paid for. And I know it's, I mean... I know I got the invite. I don't know how he knows me, but he does. But I got the invite, and right? And I, th- I think I'm just going to go, I don't know. I'm just going to go drive the, uh, I don't know, the moped I just bought instead of going to the wedding. No, that seems ridiculous. That seems crazy. And this is the, this is the, the parable that Jesus is building here. Everything is ready. Everything is provided. The guests don't have to do anything but show up and they have excuses why not to come. They made light of it, like it's no big deal that the king has a son who's getting married. Yeah, it gets worse, doesn't it? Look at verse six. And the remnant took his servants and entered them, entreated them spitefully, and slew them. Well, that seems kind of, kind of, uh, kind of excessive, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, could you just said, "No, I'm not interested. Thank you." All right, come on in. The the, the the wedding's ready. Oh, great. You know, I got to go play with my hay in the barn, you know. That's kind of kind of excessive. Some made excuses, and some made other people dead, right? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Especially when you think, man, think I just can't get over the food that was probably there. Free food. You know, it's, it's pretty shocking to even think that you'd get it. Watch, don't, don't miss this. It's pretty shocking to even think that you'd get the invitation from a king. But it's even more shocking that somebody would say no. Hmm. Jesus is painting a scene here that is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. We'll know what he goes to next. King's kind of mad. He's mad. Look at verse 7. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. Yeah. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murders and burned up their cities. Wow. This is a mad king. And he should be, right? He should be. His, his, his invitation was rejected. Okay, big deal. But they went further. They killed the servants. All right, look what he does. Justice is going to be served out. He said he has his own armies. Of course, he's a king. He's a king over a nation. He has his own armies. He descends his armies out and destroys the murderers and goes ahead and burns their city. Right. They're not getting out of that one, are they? Could you imagine seeing this uh, military brigade start coming down the street to your house? Right? That'd be a little nerve-wracking, huh? It'd be like, no, it's my neighbor. I didn't do it. king was wroth and justice was meted out. I think it's a good place to remember Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Yeah. It's no, listen, it's no light thing to trifle with the king's servants. It's no, it's no light thing to trifle with God's servants. It is no light thing to trifle With the invitation of God. Now, Jesus has built this picture here in this parable. His audience is the religious crowd. And he ends here with another open invitation. Look at verse 8. Then said he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So the king gets together some more of his servants that are alive, obviously not the dead ones. And uh, he explains to them the first ones that you went out to, they're not worthy. Watch, leave them alone. Obviously they're not getting invitation number three. Somebody else is getting this invitation. He, and he sends out his servants to get guests for his son's wedding again in verse 9. Now watch this in verse 10 though. This time, watch, there's no parameters to the guests. There's, there, there's no parameters on who can come or who cannot come. Watch, li- listen to the words that he uses here in verse 10. They went out into where? The highways, no parameter. Just go out anywhere. Uh, go out into the highways. Look at, and as many as they found, no parameter on who they found. Look, even more, look at it again. Both bad and good. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, 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 I don't know, but there's nothing here that he has uh, put as a parameter of who they are able to go out and get. Watch this. this is, this, 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 is a, this is a whosoever wedding. Whosoever will may come. I like this. Yeah. And look what he says here. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Jesus, I believe, is telling his religious crowd there, you said no, don't worry about it. I still have people at my wedding. <laughs> you didn't hurt me one bit. Right. So what does all of this mean? Let's go back and put it together and I'm going to make some application. And uh, Lord willing, uh, we'll go home. So, I said before the kingdom of heaven, obviously it's not the church. He's speaking of the kingdom of heaven. All of those who are born again, right? They're in the kingdom. Not everybody in the kingdom is in a church. And here's the question, who's the son getting married to? I was getting married to a bride, hopefully. We know that. Right. We, we, we know that it is a bride. A female bride. Right. Yeah. Who's the bride of Christ? It's the church. Three metaphors that Jesus gives for the church. What? A body, a building, and a bride. All visible, all local. Every one of those, every one of those metaphors. So the son is, has a bride. The bride is the church. Who's the king? The king is God the Father. Who are the servants? You, you could say like the previous uh, parables that Jesus used, the servants were, uh, were, were the prophets, you could say. Who were the invitees, the original ones to be invited? Well, it was Israel. Who's he talking to? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the priests. What's he telling them? All ready. Everything's ready. Everything's ready. When Jesus therefore received the vinegar John 19:30 he said it is finished and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost Jesus Christ provided everything necessary for us to have life in the kingdom Everything was done ahead. It was all ready and all prepared. There is nothing that we could have brought to this thing to make it even any more complete whatsoever. It was all done by him. Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. It was all done. It was all complete. It's all been provided by God. But watch this. They made light of it. They made light of the invitation. They made light of the offer. They made light of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Over in John chapter 8, Jesus was contending with some Pharisees and and going back and forth with them. And at one place, the Pharisees said this in in John 8, 48. It says, then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? No, they rejected everything about him. He, he, sa- he said, uh, your father Abraham, re- uh, you know, uh, re- rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. And he says, well, hey, uh, uh, you know, our father is Abraham. We be not born of fornication, right? Knows, you know what they thought about uh, the virgin birth, right? We be not born of fornication. Our father is Abraham, right? He said, well, if, if your father was Abraham, you'd believe what I had to say, but you don't. You're a liar. Oh, boy, they were going on and on. And they eventually come, well, you're a devil. You're a Samaritan. You're a half-breed, and you have a devil. Wow. They kind of made light of it, didn't they? To say the least. Yeah. They even killed some of the servants, didn't they? In Mark 4, 9-11, through, 9, 9 through 11, the Bible says, remember this? And uh, Herod and John the Baptist said he was sorry. He was sorry about the oath he made. They said, nevertheless, for the oath's sake... Uh, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given to her, and he sent and beheaded John in prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. What was John doing? He's preparing the way of the Messiah. He was preaching, he was preaching, uh, he was preaching repentance. He was preaching, make way, make straight the way. Right? He was clearing the way for the Messiah, and they killed him. They killed him. Notice here, it goes on in the parable. Look at this. The king sent his armies to destroy the murderers. I just kind of think that was prophetic. Because in 70 AD, Titus, that Roman emperor, came down through Israel and Jerusalem, totally destroyed the temple. Jesus said, Not one stone will stand upon another. And it happened. Look what he says here. Go into the highways and bid them. The original invitation was rejected, right? John 1 he came into his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him gave you the power, to him gave thee the power to become the sons of God, even to them that are called upon his name. They said no. They said no. But look what he did. As many that did receive him, the first invitation was rejected, right? But all those who did receive the other invitation, what happened? He gave them the authority to become the sons of God. Amen. Yeah. So now the king tells his servants to invite any and all. Watch this, the highways. Yeah. Do you know you can go down a highway for as long as it goes until it ends? You know you can get on Route 66 in, in Chicago, and you used to be able to take it, I think, all the way to L.A., didn't you? Something like that. Parts of it are still there, right? Some of it's I-40. Some of it's uh, long I-44. Some of it's just north of I-44 on what they call 260. You can get on. I don't think you can take the whole thing, but, but that's what it did. You know, you know what Jesus is saying? We could, we, listen, we could start with the invitation in Chicago, and as, we could continue all the way out to Los Angeles with the invitation of the gospel. Every look to the highway. No parameter. No stopping point. He didn't, he didn't say, oh, wait, but when you get to Albuquerque, go around that one. I, I wish you would. But no, no, he didn't know. I just Albuquerque's weird. Anyway, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's different. It's different. He didn't say that though, did he? Not at all. As many as they found. As many as they found. Whosoever will may come. Bad and good. Isn't everybody bad? <laughs> yeah. I've got this cup my daughter got me for Christmas a couple years ago. And it was a Calvinist Santa Claus. And it said, everyone's bad. Everyone is naughty. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, in watch, sometimes in our eyes we see people and they're, they're pretty decent folks. Yeah. You'll find some lost people that are pretty honest folks. You'll find some lost people that actually have some compassion for people and and they'll show up and they'll help you at the drop of a hat. And then you'll find some folks and they're pretty rotten. Both of them need Christ. Both of them. Jesus said, bad or good, in the highways, as many as you find, bid them to the marriage. So what is Jesus teaching here in this parable to us? Well, first of all, we know there's... Uh, there's two invitations rejected, really. Yeah, might say the Old Testament prophet rejected, prophets were rejected. The New Testament prophet John was rejected. There's still rejection today by Israel. But the third invitation was to the whosoever will. The last invitation of the Bible, Revelation 22:17, and the Spirit and Bride say, "Come." And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst, come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You know what this parable is? There's a lot here, but when you come to the end, you realize it's just another parable of grace. (laughs) Whosoever will may come. They did nothing to merit the invitation. They did nothing uh, to to, uh, to, uh, merit grace so God would have favor upon them. They provided nothing for the feast. They're a bunch of second class citizens who would have never gotten that close to the king in the first place. But the king said come. Come. Good time to remind us tonight that the invitation is still extended. Wait, it was extended to us. Right? We we are the whosoever. We are the good and the bad. We, we are the ones that lived in the highways and out along the areas in the unknown places. It was us. We were invited in the invitation. It was extended and it is still extended today. And listen, if you're a child of God tonight, we too have the responsibility to search the highways and to bid them to come in. Is that not still the call of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. As many as we can find. As long as the road leads us. Yeah. Bad or good. The invitations to them. We are out knocking doors yesterday in a, another part of uh, Nixa here up north a little bit. And uh, we went through this uh, trailer park over uh, by the other side of CC and, and that area. And uh, there's some homes in there that were nice and there's some that were not nice. Can I tell you, it's easy, listen, it's easy to get into a place like that and go, hmm, maybe there's better places to go. Maybe there's more valuable places to go. Maybe there's places to go, oh, listen, this, these thoughts come, ar- come around, friend. Maybe there's places to go where they have more to offer the church. Yeah. We were there several years ago in that same trailer park and uh, somebody had said they're they're not here but somebody had said huh. That's not the best place to go. Yeah, the bad and the good. You know, I walked up to a house yesterday, and all along the outside of the door, Micah, I think you went up there too, because I was on the other side of the road. I saw you come back. All over the door is gnats. I've never seen them swarm, gnats swarm a door before. I was really kind of concerned what was inside. There's a clean place. I literally had to, I mean, they went all over me. And I'm walking out of there. I'm I'm just, I mean, trying to get, I mean, I'm covered in gnats and gnats. But Jesus said the good and the bad. The good and the bad. I left that. I was walking down the street, and I saw a young lady get in a car, and her door was open, and she was fumbling with some pills and stuff. And I'm telling you, you look at her, and it was sad how drugs had obviously wrecked her life and I said hey we're from Crimson Avenue Baptist Church she was in her car doors open you know man my heart just just ached looking at this and boy she took it and as I walked away you know and I'm uh, she was just getting ready to leave and this and that I I walked away and she's I mean she's reading it she's reading it I told her neighbor who claims to be a Christian I said what about her what's going on there you know the bad and the good. They need an invitation. She needs to be free in Christ. They're out there everywhere. There are those that didn't speak English more and more. It's unbelievable. I should say not the bad or the good, the English speaking or the non-English speaking. The invitation's to them as well. It's to them as well. Yeah. Some are stuck in false religion. It's to them as well. It's to them as well. Yeah. Can I tell you tonight? God loves them. Yeah. He wants them. And the grace of God that found you and I is the same grace of God that's calling them. Amen. And we've been given the responsibility to go out in the highways and the hedges and compel them, compel them to come in. There is a call to come in, but it's all, watch, it's also a commission to the servants of God. Go get them all. Go get all of them. (laughs) Yeah. So the question for us tonight is this. Do we have the same heart as the Lord Jesus? For the highways and the hedges. For the good and the bad. For those that he wants, watch, in the kingdom for the ones that he wants saved, the ones that he wants to purchase, the ones that he wants. Do we have the same heart towards the lost as the Lord Jesus does? As servants of God, we ought to. We very very much ought to. May God help us tonight. If we don't have that heart, if that heart has gotten cold, if that heart has gotten uh, cold, Um, distracted with other things, if that heart has gotten self-centered and it's just focused on self and kind of put the world away, if if your heart has gotten that way, would you get alone with God tonight and beg him to change your heart and give him, give you his heart for the world that he wants to come to himself? He's given you grace and me grace Who are we to say who does and who doesn't get it? Our Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for your grace. God, I thank you that I was in the highways. Lord, that I was a whosoever. Lord, that I was a bad. That I was not a part of a first invitation but Lord, I thank you for your grace tonight. And Lord, everyone in this room, no doubt has the same heart, heart and the same, the, the same thankful heart that your grace rescued them. Now, Father, would you help us as your servants to go out on the highways and compel them to come in? Would you give us your heart for the lost, We'll ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand if you would please. I don't know how the Lord's spoken to you tonight. The instrument's going to play. Maybe you need to get alone with the Lord tonight. and Just ask Him to change your heart. Increase your heart for the lost. Increase your heart. Say, I have a heart for the lost. Maybe God needs to increase that. However, the Lord has spoken to you tonight. The good and the bad. Are you going out? You say, I I, I can't really get out. Have you asked the Lord to... Show you, show you another way that you can reach the lost if you can't do it the way you used to. Think God isn't, doesn't have a endless supply of options for us that we don't even know about. <laughs> yeah. Do you have that heart, friend? There's, a, there's a, a city around us dying and going to hell. Yeah. Sometimes I think we just go, oh well. Oh, well, there'll be peace in my day. Are you saved tonight? Have you been born again? If you have not, listen, the grace extends to you tonight. Tonight. The call extends to you to come, to come to Him. Don't turn away the invitation. Don't turn that away. All right, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer tonight. And pray you have a good week. Brother Allen, would you close us in prayer, please?